This is the 200 Churches Podcast, episode 54. In my first full-time ministry, I was in a church with a senior pastor, and it was just the two of us. And then the truth is, we were not wired for compatibility. We just weren't compatible. We weren't wired to, to really work together. Thank you for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast, where we are focused on pastors of small churches, 200 churches. Every Wednesday, we release a podcast episode that will lift your spirits, lighten your load, and let you laugh. After the podcast, be sure to check out our website at 200churches.com, where the guys post every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And now here are two guys who lead and pastor in a 200 church, the Ren and Stimpy of Ministry Podcasts, Jeff and Johnny. Thank you, Angela. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Jeff Cady, and I'm here with my good friend, Johnny Craig, otherwise known as Ren. Ren of Ren Ren. and Stimpy. I'm sir. I have to be Ren. I don't I think, think I like this cartoon theme <laughs> intro, because I always end up being the fat, dumb character. That's not true. We did Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. I assumed that I was the dog. Well, I'm, I'm a little past Wallace and Gromit, so I never actually got to watch that. Oh, okay. Wow. So, this week <laughs> on the 200 Churches Podcast, you have to know that as we have talked about what we're going to talk about today, we have kind of we've struggled this week coming up with a topic or yeah. a theme for this particular podcast because we, we've we had kind of a crazy weekend and we just don't have a whole lot of episodes in the bag. Yeah. Maybe, be, or in the can, I guess you should say. Maybe because of the holidays. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, we did have a crazy weekend. And if you didn't read Monday's blog post kind of talking about some of that, you can check that out. But the gist of it was... That I I left Sunday morning before we were supposed to co-preach. I just I walked out and I left because my son had a had a medical emergency and we had to go to the hospital right then and there. And so about nine, you know, fifty five, five minutes before Sunday school was over, I, I got a call from my wife and my son had been sick and we had to go. So I've been out and and away until today, and now Jeff and I are back together, and my head's been other places. So till about an hour and a half ago, yeah, pretty right? much, yeah. So we've been talking, kind of catching up on ministry stuff. Yep, and also saying, so what in the world are we going to talk about on this podcast that will be released at midnight tonight? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to tell the people that I we're mean, so hey, under the gun. Let's just be honest. You don't have to admit it, Jeff. <laughs> this is. We're recording this months in advance. Yes, we've have it, we've got it all themed out. We've got a spreadsheet. It's on Excel. We know who we know who's going to be on the <laughs> podcast in January of 2018. Absolutely. Right? Now, Jeff, you do like the podcast Entrepreneur on Fire. Entrepreneur on Fire where John Lee Dumas has like 6 weeks of podcast ahead. In advance. Ahead. If he dies, the podcast goes on for 6 weeks. Oh, at least yeah, and then and it, because they're in the and they're in like four hundred something, wow, they could just repeat them. That's true. But John Lee, we don't wish that we, upon yeah, John. Yeah, we're apologizing Lee for that. The conversation took a wrong. That's turn a weird there. way to talk about that. But John, yeah, John Lee Dumas is, but he does it every single day. So if you are needing something to That's listen wild. to, Entrepreneur on Fire, and since we're talking about other podcasts, ooh. We want to. I have a bone to pick with a guy named Dave Jackson. Dave Jackson, one of our, a, a guest of ours, a former guest of ours from the former 
<laughs> now former, really former. Yeah, well, uh, from the school of podcasting.com. Yeah. Now, to be to be fair, if you want to start a podcast in 2014, that's where you should go. That's the, the place to go. School of podcasting.com. I think I think another site that he has is howtopodcast.com, but he just had a he recently had a really really long episode where he asked his listeners to call to call in and share what if they were on a desert island what podcast could they absolutely not live without? By the way, uh, listener, thank you for not calling in and mentioning 200 churches. Hey, they don't listen to this podcast. Oh, sorry. Listen, we can't rip on people when st- we're trying to get them to listen. I still love you. Okay, thank you. You weren't talking to me. You were talking to I was it, talking to the, the, listen. the person listening. Yes. But, by the way, this is a really interesting thing about podcasts. <laughs> this is another... This is another, yeah, sidetrack here. I love you too, Jeff, but I love the listener. Yeah, in it, this it's so, Johnny, really, it's me, you, and it's you. Yeah, you. You're, you're listening. Yep. You're in the car. Maybe you're at home. And we, we, we want you to know that we see you. We see you, yeah. <laughs> you're, maybe you're working out, but it's just us. It's just the three. Just the three of us. We can make it if we try. <laughs> but it's just the three of us. We're here talking, and we're talking about ministry, and we think that you're probably a, a pastor of a small church, at least we hope you are, or somebody who cares about small church ministry. I got you off the path. Dave Jackson, finish your story. Yes, Dave Jackson got to the end of the podcast, and honestly, he was so kind because I never called in and left a message on no. what what podcast I could absolutely. We're not, not self promotional rubes. Well, we so we didn't call in. We would have had a great opportunity there on Dave's uh, episode to share what we're doing at two hundred churches. But Dave, at the end of the episode, actually was flipping through his phone, looking at the podcast that he listens to, yeah. and just throwing out podcasts that would be good to listen to. And he said that our podcast was one that he likes to listen to. Now, the the bone that I have to pick is he said. 200 Churches is a great podcast. I love to listen to it. He goes, if you're into churchy, churchy things. Did he say churchy twice? Well, I don't know. Maybe just once. Don't quote <laughs> me. But if you're into churchy things, yeah. and it's kind of like when people say, well, why don't you just give your little message, and oh, then we'll, you know, it just kind of minimizes. So, yeah, Dave, I'm sorry. We're I'll edit this out. I'm just going to edit this out, Dave. And you'll, you can't edit this out. You'll never hear it. No. This no, is authentic, no. uncut. There we go. Dave is a great guy. We, we love, love Dave. We love Dave. We'll Dave. have him back on to apologize. Dave, <laughs> we will apologize publicly <laughs> and, and grovel for forgiveness. <laughs> anyway, today, here's what we're going to talk about today. We we talked about this this afternoon, and you, like us, we're just, you know, we're just doing ministry together. We're serving in a small church, and we're talking today about what are we wired for? We're going to talk about three ways that you can be wired or that we are wired uh, in our ministries. And the first one, and, and this comes from the fact that it's January, it's 2014, and you may be asking yourself, uh, am I in the right place? Am I doing the right things? Am I wired for what I'm doing? Uh, you might be at like the two-year mark or the five or the 10-year mark, one of these junctures where you say, okay, uh, go, no go. Do I stay? Do I go? What am I doing? And so we're talking about being wired. So a question to ask yourself if you're going through this, you know, self-reflection time is, am I wired for this context? Okay. 
So what context do you find yourself in? So our context is Northwest Iowa. And so there's all sorts of there's all sorts of things that come into play. And then, you know, in our town, we have an even smaller context than the than the larger area. Um, You know, it's rural generally up here. Uh, Our town happens to be very white collar, but many of the towns uh, around us are not. And these are all parts of our context. And so what we have to ask ourselves is, are we wired for the context that we find ourselves in right now? So Jeff and I were talking, and one of the things that really, really gives me life and energy is working with college students. I love to work with college students. And I am so blessed to be in a place where I can use that wiring because we have a college right here in town and another one 15 minutes away. So I'm very much wired to work with these students who are coming to our church and and who are uh, part of our community, and not every town has that, right? You know, not every town has a college with twelve hundred students bumping around, which literally grow it grows our community by about twenty percent. Yeah, when those students come into town. So, so what context are you in uh, in terms of your town? And you you also have to ask about the culture of your town. I mean, you may be uh, you may be in the north, you may be in the south of the country. Uh, the northeast has a particular culture. Uh, the southeast, the deep southeast, has a particular culture. Uh, you might be in the Carol- Carolinas; they have a culture. So, depending on where you are in the country, you have to ask yourself: Are you wired for this cultural context as well? That's one of the things that Rob talked about when we had him on the podcast. Yeah. A few months ago, as he was talking, he made a joke about a Dallas Cowboys fan who was trying to start a church in Philly, right? And it, and right. it didn't work out very well, unfortunately, because he really, I mean, wore his he wore his Dallas star on his sleeve, and I mean, Philly, that's a football town, that is a rabid football fan base, yep. And it's it, it was a lack of understanding of a context and and a culture, and you know, I'm sure that pastor was a great guy you know i don't think that probably he had any problems with his content or who he was as a person yeah but the context didn't make sense another thing to ask about is congregational age so i remember we had a question from a from a listener a long time ago and the question was how do i as a young leader lead people who are substantially older than me you know people who have been in the church longer than i've been alive that's tough that's a tough thing. And so to look at the congregational age and then look at yourself and say, am I wired to help these people? So this could run either way. You know, are you a young pastor? Are you wired to help older people, people who are 40, 50 plus? Um, or are you an older pastor and somehow you've got this influx of young people? Should you be handing off some certain responsibilities to other people? Are you wired for that next generation leadership? Yeah, and so we're talking about being wired in your in your context, in your church, in your culture, and this is all kind of around the idea of if you're struggling, I mean, if you're really struggling, you're just struggling with connecting with people, you're struggling with liking the town that you live in, or liking the culture. Uh, you talked about my friend Rob and this guy with the Dallas Cow- this Dallas Cowboys fan who came to Philly. It would be like it would be like Rob going to the south where everybody's friendly and they've kind of got that southern accent and they, they all get along and they get along even when they don't get along. 
And and Rob, here's everybody. Rob's a little bombastic. Well, everybody has has seen uh, Governor Christie in the news lately. Chris Christie from yes. New Jersey, and Chris Christie is basically Rob. They they just live across <laughs> the river from Rob's each other. Rob's a little more fit than Chris Christie. A little Give bit. Give the man yes. some credit. Yeah, no, I'm talking about in, pers- in terms oh, okay. of personality. Because Christie's over in Trenton, you know, across the water from Rob, who's in Philly. Right. But they're basically, it's the same personality. It's that same hard driving, edgy type of a personality. You take somebody like him and you put him in the South, and you put him in a nice, friendly church that doesn't like to offend anybody and all that. It's just not going to be a fit. So, and then just the demographic of, of the community. Um, you know, what type of people are there? It's, it just kind of goes along with culture, too. Uh, but just the demographics. Is it a community where you fit? Do the people do the same kinds of things for a living that maybe people in the town you grew up in did? Uh, or maybe people in your family did? Or is it like a radically different place? If I were to go up to North Dakota where they're doing the, the oil the oil uh, fracking yes. up there, right? They're getting all the oil out and go into these one of these newer towns that are, that are uh, just developing, cropping up around this oil industry. That would be a demographic that would be very different from what I was used to growing up. And I would be... So if you're feeling like a fish out of water in your ministry context... I think it's okay to to ask those questions and to say, why why do I want to struggle here any longer? If really God is saying, hey, I I made you a monopoly game piece, and you're trying to play yourself <laughs> on the on the board game of life. You're trying to play sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to play sorry, and so maybe you just need to switch switch boards. You know, switch games, play a different game, and you would fit better in just a different context. Yeah, the, what we're telling you to do is know yourself. Know yourself so that you can serve God's people better. Uh, that's all we're asking and, and what we're encouraging you to do. I mean, you know, we're not like quit your church podcast right. people yeah. at yeah. all, uh, but we want you to know yourself and know your context and then figure out, hey, is this maybe the reason that I'm feeling kind of miserable. I hope you're not feeling miserable, but maybe you are. So that's one area. Are you wired for your church, for the context, for the community, the culture, etc.? The second area we want to talk about is, are you wired in the staffing in your church? Now, maybe you are a solo pastor, and you've got some leaders in your church that have been there for, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. They're not going anywhere, and you're finding out that you just are not jiving with them. You're not really wired to lead and to and to serve quite in the same way that they are. I, I don't think it's wrong to ask yourself that question to say, if I'm beating my head against the wall year after year, maybe I go into a different room where the walls are pushed out a little bit and I don't have to beat my head against the wall anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think this is a question of expectations versus capabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, are you asking or wanting your leaders to do things that they are not going to be able to do, um, you know, that, that are just not in their gifting areas, their strength areas. So we, we can think about this in terms of staff members. And so, you know, Jeff and I have to ask of each other, are our expectations matching each other's capabilities? So what I expect from Jeff is, is he capable of of doing? And what Jeff expects from me, probably more importantly, am I capable of delivering? Uh, you know, and asking those uncomfortable questions, seeing if you can work something out, and if not, seeing if a change 
is maybe necessary. Maybe the title of this podcast is "When to Know If You Should Go to Another Church." Yeah, and that is not that was not my desire as we kind of formulated our thinking around this episode. Uh, but it's kind of it's kind of getting there. When when is it okay? to leave my church if maybe if you're not wired at all for the for the church or the context and maybe if you're not wired in terms of staff some in my first full-time ministry I was in a church with a senior pastor and it was just the two of us and then the truth is we were not wired for compatibility and I, I banged my head against the wall for a year and a half, and I literally, I literally wondered about it as we were moving our furniture into our home. <laughs> That's there. not good. I mean, he was helping us, you know, move some furniture in, and there were some things that were sad, and and I just thought, hmm, that's kind of odd. I wouldn't say those things, or I wouldn't think that way. And and this wasn't a terrible guy. This was a guy who'd been in ministry for a number of years, but we just weren't compatible. We weren't wired to, to really work together. So at, at the 18-month mark, I sought some counsel and decided, God, you can change us and put us somewhere else. And it took another six to eight months, and we were gone. But it, you And so you have to ask, am I wired if you're a if you are an associate or an assistant pastor, is your senior pastor wired for you, and are yeah. you wired for him? And if you're just absolutely not, that's okay. Save yourself, save him or her, and save the church from some real headaches right. by saying, God, you know where where do you want me to plug in best? I think that's the greater point that we're trying to make. It's not when to quit your church. The greater point we're trying to make is. Get to know yourself, be honest with yourself and honest with the situation you're in, and and be healthy. I mean, maybe this is the Dave uh, Jacobs influence on us now, the, the pastor's coach yeah. that we've had on. But your health, your spiritual health is important for you. It's also so important for your church. And so, you know, what we're interested in is you getting healthy, not in you quitting your church. We don't need more pastors quitting churches, but your health. And so that's why we're talking about these things. That's why we're talking about recognizing what you're wired to do. Now, this last thing, this might be the easiest wiring piece to actually uh, take action on. Yeah, to change, to switch around. So if you know if we get into talking about this, this might be like a realization, like boom, that has a lot to do with why I feel the way that I feel, and if I could just make a switch, moving forward things could be better. So that the the third thing that we're going to talk about is: Are you wired for the way that you are presenting the gospel? Okay, explain that a little, Jeff. Well, are you wired to present to deliver the message every week to your church? in the way that you were trained to present it. So you've got a church of 5,000, a church of 500, and a church of 50. And in all three of those contexts, the presenter, the pastor, may stand up, stand behind a pulpit, deliver a lecture-style message from a passage of Scripture, and provide handout notes to the congregation. So my question to you is, would a guy in a church of 500 have uh, a different set of challenges and opportunities in his presenting and his uh, mode of delivery than a guy in a church or a lady in a church of 50. So if you're in a church of 50, you have an opportunity to do things much differently. So should your presentation look the same way as a larger church? And again, does your are you wired to present 
in a um, expository preaching by Haddon Robinson type of way, <laughs> or are you wired to present like Andy Stanley would uh, suggest in communicating for a change, or are you wired to present in more of an interactive style where you are not the lecturer, where you are uh, somebody who facilitates, who leads and guides and directs a conversation, but also facilitates other people's uh, input into that conversation. So, you know, for Jeff and I, and this is something we've talked about before on the podcast, we realize that we are really wired to co-preach very well. Not not every week, you know, but that keeps it that keeps it fresh and that keeps it special. Um, but we realize that our chemistry and the way we work with each other, we're really wired to communicate together at the same time to work together on building a message and then to get up and actually deliver that message together. Well, that's very different from anything you know that we had seen in it, churches, and it's not something that we would say to you to hey, do that. Yeah, do that no. at your church because that is very that is very niche, very specific to uh, you and I, Johnny, working together. Yeah, and it may not be, uh, it probably isn't, an, a situation that you would have at your church. So. What is the very niche thing yeah. that that you would say, "Hey, look for that thing." Yeah, I am wired to to share scripture and to teach God's word in a, this particular way. Maybe you use a whiteboard, maybe you don't. Maybe you use handout notes, maybe you don't. Maybe you sit down in the round uh when you do that like I was at a, our native friends, they often do that. They will they will set everything up in the round. So you're always in a circle uh as you're learning and as you're teaching. So I just want to challenge you Figure out how you're wired in the context of your church, its size, its layout, what the people are used to, how they best learn, how you best teach. And don't just think that you have to be a cookie-cutter presenter in the way that your homiletics professor taught you to do it. <laughs> I haven't even had homiletics. so You haven't? I'm, I'm, at, a, you're I'm fired. at a benefit. <laughs> you're fired. Oh, no. Wait, you're, yo, you're helping me this weekend? You're rehired. Rehired, okay. You know, Johnny Johnny has been fired more times probably than any other associate pastor I in would, the country. I would think so. And rehired. I fire him and rehire him at least at least every other week. I'm going to put all of these as separate jobs on my future resumes. <laughs> <laughs> I was you're, a pastor for two weeks. <laughs> I lost my job. You're going to have a long resume. <laughs> Job expectancy. Uh, wow. So, yeah. So, anyways, like I said, the point of this podcast is to talk to you about your health, okay? And when we can sit down and be honest with ourselves and say, man, what is, is there a glitch here because of the way that I'm wired versus the way that this church is or the way that this community is or the way that this context is or, or whatever, you know, the case may be? And then either make steps to make changes or know that, hey, for the church and for me, it might be just better to, to walk away. Um, and we, That's not something we encourage, but it's something uh, that happens and we realize that happens. And so we never want to make anybody feel bad or less than for walking away from a church. You know, this is the, this is the both and right. conversation you and I always have. Yes. Because these debates that people get into, it's because they don't accept that both can be right, both and, and it's not an either or. Yeah, it's so, very good to stay at a church for a long time unless yep. that situation unless you shouldn't. is toxic, which and you should get out. And it's very bad to stay at a church 
too long. Yeah. Or to be at the wrong place. You're the right person, but you're in the wrong place. You trying to send me a message? What are you saying? Well, uh, just because I'm leaning towards you across our <laughs> studio table here yes. in the yes. opulent and luxurious 200 mm, Church studio. Indeed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, wiring. How are you wired? How are you wired for your church? How are you wired to work with the leaders that you're working with? And how are you wired to present the message that you need to present every week? So, Think outside the box and get creative in all those areas. So next week is the last week of January. Uh, so that means that we have our friend, Dirty Dan Ryland. Dan Ryland. Dan oh, the man. Boy. Dan the man Ryland. And you know, he's, he's the executive pastor, right? Yeah. At 12 Stone Church yeah. in Lawrenceville, Georgia. I, I hear they call him the enforcer. Ooh. The enforcer. I hear, I hear amongst the staff that if you get summoned... To Dan's office, yeah. Wow, you're you're like Is sick. With you are sick the whole day be, until you actually have to go in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's easy I believe, for us. I believe that. You know, we interview him from you know fifteen hundred miles away. But so I'm still intimidated. When I'm we a little talk scared about it. We're going to talk to him this week. He is going to join us next week on the podcast. Dan is huge. Here's a guy who's been working for decades as an executive pastor, helping each individual pastor in the church be the best they can be. Yeah. You know, just managing all these different staff. So, I mean, he's the guy. Yeah. The senior pastor doesn't do it. Dan does it. And I hear he even manages Kevin Myers just a little bit. Ooh. But we're not supposed to talk about it. We're probably going to cost Dan his job just even saying what we've already said. I know that all the people at 12 Stone are voracious <laughs> listeners of I'm sure they are. 200 churches. I'm sure but their entire No, but your point, is. Jeff, is right. It's huge. And the fact that Dan takes time to be with us, guys, this is important. For, well, for you. Yeah, for you. I mean, for your benefit. He loves this stuff. He loves uh, leading leaders. And so we are so happy to have Dan on. Uh, for the remainder of 2014, and uh, next week will be the first installment of Dan Ryland once a month. I'm I'm pretty pumped. In 2014. In 2014. Yeah, and uh, the week after that, Carl the Shark Vaders. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We yeah. need to work out intro music for all of these people. Yeah, well, we, we do have special... Inter- jingles? Our, our... What do we call Angela? We need to give her a name. She is our, she is our podcast... Uh, voiceover specialist oh man specialist but see angela goes to our church angela works in radio she goes to our church she's got a studio in her home we are so blessed and she records radio programs that get that get broadcast throughout the day so thank you thank you thank you angela for helping us look just not so terrible (laughs) (laughs) okay well we've gone on long enough Thank you so much for tuning in today, and we hope to Tuning. see you next time. Oh, Tuning. never mind. Never and mind. see you next time. I mean, these words don't make any there sense. There we go. But we hope to see you next time on the 200 Churches Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and challenged by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday to provide you with more ministry encouragement as you pastor your 200 church. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love your people.